Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pessimism at Its Finest. I'm your host, Alexandria, and this week I have a very special guest from Australia, Kai Spirides, right? Did yes, Carl Spirides. Carl Spirides, but close, close. Okay, I'm <laughs> Thank trying. you for having me. Okay. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. For sure. So um, obviously that last name, I'm Greek. So I was, I was born in South Africa, Johannesburg, and I moved to Australia when I was two and a half. Moved to Bondi Beach. Um, you know, it's the, the, the location you think of when you think of Australia, Sydney, Australia, and lived there for a few years. Um, got acquaintance with, you know, the Australian sort of life and Australian family. So, so I left my South African family um, and my Greek family and, you know, made family in Australia. And then I traveled to Ireland a few years later. My, my, my stepfather and my, my mother, we traveled to Ireland. Um, and then I spent six months in France. So I was pretty much like a, a, a diplomat, you know, like diplomats' kids. You know, I was, I was traveling all around the world. And then by the time I was eight, done enough traveling, and I came back, um, back home to Australia. Okay. That's actually pretty cool. It's, you're pretty well traveled. I actually no, I've talked to one other person from South Africa, and I've actually only ever had a conversation with one other Australian. So you're the second Australian I've talked to in my lifetime. Wow. Fun wow. Fact. Very cool. <laughs> First one was an exchange student in urban planning. So I don't even know what happened to him, but still. So (laughs) I love asking people from other countries this question. Do I have an accent to you? And what does it sound like? Yes, you've got an, you've got an American accent. Um, but, but it, but it it doesn't sound, uh, intense. Uh, Oh, that's the word I would use. Like it doesn't sound like you've got a real accent. Like, Maybe similar to me. Maybe I come across with a strong, heavy Australian accent, but you get heavier Australian accents, that's for sure. Okay. I'm Canadian, so the fact that I sound American is actually really funny. Oh, I, my bad. That's okay. When I go to America, they're like, some parts of America they can't tell, and then other parts they're like, oh, you're from Canada. And I'm like, yeah. So it's yes. Like the difference there. But if I sound American, that's that's easy to understand. Okay. There's a few trigger words for Canadians, aren't there? Like, what is it? Sorry, um, I don't yes. even know. I, I know in America yeah. they get me with Dockers because they say Dackers, and I'm like, can I have some Dockers? And they're like, that's not it. That's just not okay. the word. What are both those things? Because I'm totally out of the loop there. <laughs> they're a type of pant, like a brand of pant, oh, and they used to okay. be very big back in the day. I don't think they're that big anymore, but right. I know some nurses like them here. I I don't know. This is a type of pant. Wow, like, very cool. <laughs> yeah. I've never worn a pair. I know. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so since you live in Australia and you have for most of your life, what is your favorite thing about Australia? The the freedom to to be safe. I, th- I think that's a big thing. You know, I was so obviously South Africa, Johannesburg. Johannesburg is you know pretty much similar crime rates to Afghanistan, um, and you know I've had family who have been sorry to take it dark, but I've had family who've been murdered. I've family who've been hijacked, um, and I've had uh, you know every one of my friends, every person I know over there, they've had guns to their head, they've been robbed. Um, you know, my own biological father, uh, you know, my grandfather was hijacked just out in front of his gate to his home. And, and so 
yeah, it's it's very how do I say it, it over there they're pretty normalized to violence and 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 robbery and aggression and you know so so it's normal for them you know they won't stop at a red light at night because of fear of um, being hijacked and also if there's a police behind them because mm-hmm. um, the police are so corrupt they will drive to a police station they won't pull over so even if the police is behind them with sirens going they don't even stop they keep driving they advise you to drive and, and, and drive to a police station because you know obviously bad things have happened to people being pulled over by police um, over there so yeah, so I guess probably where Australia is the opposite is um, it's highly uh, legislated. I think it's the most legislated country in the world. Um, so, know. yeah, so sometimes, you know, bureaucracy gets in the way with um, action and, and, you know, different causes. Like I've got a friend who, who helps out with the homeless and different sort of things and, and different movements you're trying to create. So sometimes over legislation gets in the way and bureaucracy can get in the way with uh, real progress. Um, you know, and, and some red tape and things like that. So, and and you know, blurred lines between what what's law and what's constitutional. I think that 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 often comes into play. Um, I, I think in Australia we we just kind of bow our heads and say, yep, yep, no worries. Um, you know, we'll accept that as law. We'll accept that new law as law, and and don't necessarily refer back to the constitution or what is common law. So, you know, there's those things. But but in saying that. It's nice to be able to walk around and not look in different places for someone to come behind and pull a gun to your head and different sort of things. Like my my, my father had his own um, people that that his own employees who robbed him multiple times and and pulled a gun to his head. So so oh. yeah. So I think that that's that's probably a bit <laughs> a bit on the brighter side in Australia. You you don't get that. I think that's kind of like Canada. You don't get yeah. that here. It's very yeah. rare that you get that here. And if yes. the only like, and to be honest, you kind of know where not to go here, which is probably like Australia. So you don't have yeah. that happen to you. But even yes. if you go to that place, it's probably not going to happen to you. So like, yeah. I this is the thing. Like this is the first time I'm actually hearing this about South Africa, and I've only ever really heard positive things about South Africa. So this is. I'm actually learning a lot right now. I didn't realize the crime rate was so high or comparable to Afghanistan. Because when you think Afghanistan, you just think war. You don't really think like, I mean, war includes crime, but you don't just think about crime in an isolated level. So that this is interesting to me in that way. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, look, like I I love Africa. I I wanted to go back there when I was younger. I just felt more connected with the people over there. I felt I loved the, the, the African energy. You know, I love the kind of, the wild nature, you know, going on safari, kind of seeing wild animals, um, the wild coast, you know, it's a beautiful landscape. You've got things like, um, you know, Drakensberg Mountains. So, so uh, you know, Cape Town is just like a stunning place. I would just suggest everyone go there. So, you know, there's lots of positives and I do love it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think the the Afghanistan, I think it was something like 40 murders per day. And I think South Africa, Johannesburg is the same. So that's where... That's where it is, you know, and so, and a lot of that isn't accounted for because there's a, a border, but the border's pretty weak, so people kind of flood over from Africa, and they flood into South Africa. South Africa's seen as the economic hub, so even in Johannesburg, it's like they've got seven million people, but they reckon that there's more like fourteen million because of because of all the immigrants that they're not accounted for, and those immigrants like from Zimbabwe were coming over because that country 
you know, fell apart and 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 they were picking up a lot of jobs, you know, because they they really needed to work, you know. So then there was this whole xenophobia phase where they were taking them out in the street and yeah, doing horrible things to them because they were from another country coming and taking their jobs per se. Um, and then so you 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 don't know the actual numbers. If I, that's what I'm trying to get at, you don't know the actual numbers, but unfortunately and hopefully this will change in the future um but yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of crime and and danger and yeah things like that but it is beautiful it is a beautiful country as well so yeah. it's, it's got the the polarization where australia is very flat it's very flat um <laughs> I, I don't mean that in necessarily monotone flat but yeah. but you know ma- ma- maybe i do but it's very flat in like the landscape you know so okay. it, there's no amazing mountains it's beautiful there's beautiful parts of australia there's really really beautiful parts of australia but it, it doesn't have that i guess that wild essence that that africa has we have mountains here probably in british columbia yes. i've never been there <laughs> so i don't know yeah. a lot of people have a lot of people tell me i need to go i don't even explore my own country i should do that more <laughs> <laughs> but i have a question yes. for you i've heard yeah, there are yeah. a lot of bugs in australia how big are they actually <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> oh my word! I, I tell you, this is a token question. Yeah, there's there's lots of bugs. Um, if you know, if you don't if you don't keep your house cl- house clean, up the north coast of New South Wales, there's flying cockroaches. No, know, so, no, I I'm yeah. not even here. <laughs> that that just can't, I just canceled my trip, canceled the flight, canceled the ticket, no refund. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they no. get. They, they get bigger. So as you go up the coast from Sydney, um, and you go up north, you know, to Byron Bay, which is a lovely, lovely town, um, or probably a city now, more like it. And yeah, the cockroaches get bigger. So as you <laughs> camp and you and you stay, they get bigger and bigger. And then suddenly, I remember as a kid, they started flying at you, and you went, "Oh my god, this is this is new." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, so now I know where not yep. to go. I'm not if I go to Australia, don't leave Sydney. That's basically yes. what I, I got from this. I'm yes. petrified of bugs, so like that's why I needed to know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Look, there are lots of bugs. I'm not going to deny that. Um, I found a redback spider in my house. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, and they're pretty dangerous. Um, it was a little one, but yeah, I think I think you don't really think of it here. Um. You know, I've spoken to Americans who have lived in the country with with Australian families, and they've had snakes in their room and all sorts of stuff. Where, where I haven't had that. Like I haven't had that experience. I had geckos, and I grew up with my grandparents, and they they would catch. My grandfather would always catch something and release it. So, catch and release jobs. Where, so when I see people squishing things, I get a bit upset. You know. <laughs> oh my god! No. Okay. So maybe people in Toronto have never seen it, but I live near a river, and we get foxes, we get like different wild wow. animals, which is very rare for an urban center, actually. But we get yeah. garden snakes. So I've actually gone outside my house and seen them, but they're very skinny and they don't bite, wow. and I don't want to touch it, but I'm not afraid of it. If that makes sense. Yes, because yeah. you know, you know, people are afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, I've seen, and I, like, we used to have a house in Florida, and we used to have a lot of snakes by the pool back there, but, I mean, and we also used to have lizards and stuff, but I I just was never, yeah. snakes are one of those things I'm not afraid of, but I just don't want to touch it. Wow. That, yeah, that's, they're just, they're yeah. just there to do what they need to do, and as long as they don't rattle, I don't really care. <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> it's like, Mike. 
my conclusion about snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are spiders more of something you're worried about? I don't like things that run fast with many legs. So I don't like spiders. <laughs> I don't like centipedes. Don't like millipedes. I'm actually, I'm petrified of centipedes. And we have a centipede problem. <laughs> like, I don't even know. My mom's going to kill me if I ever say this. So when it <laughs> we have two problems. We, we're one of the only houses in our neighborhood that has a Japanese beetle problem. And it's because of the way the sun hits our garage door. And oh. then, so they don't come inside your house. They just kind of like coat your garage door. So we have to consistently Whoa. spray, but they don't do any, they're just annoying. And they migrated to Canada. I forget how. And depending on the way so your sun, your, yeah, depending on the way your sun hits your garage door, you'll get like an abundance of them. And so we have them, but they're not that bad. They're just annoying. And then we have a centipede problem because our basement's super deep. So after eight o'clock in the summer, you'll never catch me in my basement. I'm that afraid of them. I'm so afraid. They run so fast. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But that's like the, <laughs> the maximum kind of situation okay. I've had with bugs. <laughs> so you're pretty, you're pretty okay up there. Yeah. I think um, For, if you come to Australia, stay, stay in very specific places. <laughs> not leaving Sydney now that I know. Okay. <laughs> So I invited you on this podcast because I wanted to know about tr more about traveling and the traveling that you've done because obviously you can't travel due to COVID and I have not traveled around the world a lot. So how many countries have you been to and which one of them was your favorite? Yeah, a good question. Um, maybe 33. It's over 30. So over oh 30 God. countries. Yeah. Wow. So and then and then there's countries to count. So so. I was born in Johannesburg. My mother was a, a model. So about a few months after she left, um, she left me to go and model. She was an international model um, and she had long contracts. So she would go for three months and they'd extend it for six months. And first two years of my life, I was pretty much raised in a pub in South Africa. So my granny, my grandparents had a pub in South Africa and they, and they kind of raised me in that pub. So I was able to speak to a lot of people and you know get very social. But when my mother came back for me, she would take me around on on her trips. So, you know, I went to Germany, Tokyo. I think I ever went to New York, US, but I was I was a baby, so I, so I don't really know. So I was I was very little. Um, but so besides those places, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been to South America, um, mm -hmm. Europe, uh, Asia, parts of Asia, um, and different countries in in Africa. But your question was, what was my favorite? Yeah. It's really a good question. <laughs> Look, uh, that's, that's a hard one. You know, uh, okay, think... top three then. Top three, top... okay. Um, I, I love I love Cape Town, like South Africa. Definitely love it. It's, it's beautiful, scenic. You've got Table Mountain there. Um, the coast is amazing. It's just got this energy force there that's just like wild you know and, and it's, it's it's very cool um italy uh there's this place there's this island off italy called sardinia oh my god one of my friends is from there yes stunning 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 part of the world and you can go on the, you know on the boat and you can see i think we drove past um putin's cruise ship or something like that so it was pretty amazing that being said, I really love Rome because Rome has got that, like you go into Rome and it's like you go back into, you know, you go back a thousand years, you know, because yeah. of all the, the architecture and everything and the history. It's just so rich with history. 
And then the other place, um, <laughs> look, I'll say Rio de Janeiro. I'll say Rio de Janeiro okay. just because of its, uh, yeah, very similar to South to Johannesburg. Um, mm-hmm. Dangerous, you have to be very careful, but it's beautiful. And I've never seen landscapes like that, just basically mountains that just peak out of nowhere. It's, it's incredible. Okay. I've heard really good things about Rio. Italy has been on my bucket list since I was five. I've just never, I just never got to go. I actually did get an opportunity to teach English to kids in Italy, but yes. I wasn't able to go that year. I think it was outside of Milan, like an hour outside of Milan. Oh, cool. But one day, it's, I still need to go, obviously, but like, You've I will go. go. Yeah. You get, I've you, only, yeah. Okay. I've only been to England, Jamaica, the United States, and Canada. That's it. Nowhere else. And it's like, I've been to these places, but I keep traveling back to these places. So yes, I've always been curious about different countries and people who travel to many countries. I'll say New York is my favorite city, but I also haven't yep. seen all the cities <laughs> like you have. So I wouldn't know. Yep. I might, I might wake up and say Rome is one of my favorite cities or whatever not. Never know. Okay. Exactly. So... Which country of the ones that you visited do you think I would like the best? Well, probably <laughs> <laughs> now that I understand your uh, your fear of bugs, I'd say um, go to Ireland, uh, Ireland, um, Ireland or Scotland. You know, there, there's I think because of the cold climate, you know, I don't remember seeing bugs at all, cockroaches, nothing. I don't remember seeing any sort of bugs. Um, mm-hmm. in my in my stay there, and it's beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I was on the west coast of Ireland, a little town called Eski. Um, I was over there for a period of time, and I was surfing, um, in the Irish Ocean. So, and I wasn't even worried about sharks or anything like that, just because I don't know. They, they they've got the story of this guy that went over there, and he and he and apparently he he drove all the snakes out of Ireland, so he scared them all all out of Ireland. So so maybe that's your country. <laughs> Okay, it's probably. Wait, you have sharks in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, got, oh my I'm on God. I'm on Perth, Western Australia, so someone just got um gobbled up the other week uh in the river. So yeah. Oh my God. Probably shouldn't say that. So, so someone tragically passed away, yeah, from okay. a shark. shark okay. Yeah. I didn't I honestly did not even consider the You know you hear about sharks and you think like they're this Okay, what's the right word I'm thinking about? not like almost like a dinosaur like they existed at one time but they don't really exist that's how i feel about sharks i've never seen one i've never i just never really conceptualized that they were a real thing they're real obviously but where would i ever bump into one that's kind of but now i know that in perth i probably will (laughs) yeah perth uh, sydney uh, cape town's got big they've got great white jumping sharks they jump out of the ocean one like they, they 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 swim upward because the seals are on the yeah. surface and they get the seal and they jump and they do a flip basically like outside of so you see these great white sharks torpedoing out of the the surface of the ocean so so that's that's pretty freaky um that is freaky. but for me for me like that that sort of dinosaur thing like that that that's how i look at crocodiles um i, I went to Cairns, which is north of um the new south wales coast it's in queensland and we were there with this guy in this like small dinghy and there was a couple of us there and he was this kind of tour guide and we saw this crocodile across the river and he was like 
oh, yeah, it's a crocodile. And we were like a bit freaked out because this boat wasn't that big. And he said, yeah, we'll get him over here. And he started hitting the side of the boat. And then the crocodile just started swimming to us quickly. And he goes, oh, we better go. We better go. And he grabbed the, the thing and he, he moved the boat as quick as he could. But, yeah, so crocodiles are like that for me. That sort of, um, yeah, they seem like they're from another another time. I've seen crocodiles that I've seen because they're in the U.S. Uh, and they're pretty yes, predominant there. So yeah. in Florida, I've, I've seen them. And sometimes they do walk on the roads there. There's a different <sighs> So you have to be kind of careful. There's crocodile and there's another one. I can't remember the name Alligator. of it right now. That's when you see those two. So I've seen both in wow. person, but never a shark. So that is the difference here. I don't even think <laughs> well, they have you... them at Marineland. <laughs> if you've seen that, then you could travel anywhere to Australia. You, you've got <laughs> if you face the dinosaur that is a crocodile or an alligator, then you can go anywhere. They're chill. As long as you don't bother them, they won't bother you. That's how they are. They're just like they're vibing. And as long as you don't mess up the vibe, they're pretty okay. <laughs> That's well, what I that's look probably at. Probably the same with sharks. <laughs> I feel like they'll come for you if you're just in their water, and the whole water is their vibe. You know what the thing is? They, yeah. Well, I think they just take a little nibble. You know, they're like, "Oh, what's this? Let me try out this dish." You know, but their nibble yeah. is like your whole half your arm. But yeah. you know, more people die from pianos falling on them than they die from shark attacks. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. And more oh people die from coconuts dropping on their head than they die from shark attacks. So see, I can see the coconut part. <laughs> that I can definitely yeah. see. But okay, pianos now as well. Now I'm going to hope my piano doesn't crash to my floor while I'm in the basement doing anything. <laughs> I'm going to pray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. <laughs> uh, I will. So my next question is, you do a lot of YouTube videos and you obviously do a lot of photography. So what influenced your career? Like what made you go into youtubing and photography or both of whichever yeah for sure so so i mean two separate inspirations i mean for photography i just started taking photographs with my phone i was very inspired i didn't know why i would take photographs um and i was just shooting everything anything and everything you know i was almost to the point where i was pushing nuns and old ladies out of the way just to get a shot um i wasn't doing that on the record <laughs> but but you know yeah <laughs> i was very inspired i was very inspired to take photographs so and then that that naturally developed and then i started taking photographs of my grandparents um i live with my grandparents and you know they, they were the most photographed old people uh in australia and and you know i was very interested in capturing the soul and essence you know that's my grandfather yeah. um just over there so capturing oh, really? the soul and essence yeah so so that's i would good, sit with did them. you take that sorry yes yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, a really good shot, shot. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, thank continue. you. Yeah, no, no. Um, so, so I would sit with with uh, them and and just talk to them for a while. Um, with teenagers, I found it very hard. Like it'd be about two hours until they drop their veil and you can see into their soul and their essence. And then um, with elderly people and like so, so my grandparents and and my young cousins, they would show their soul. They'd show who they are, their personality, their essence very quickly. And that's what I was trying to capture their their soul. And I feel like if you spoke to someone for long enough. There was a flicker of a second where they would expose their soul, you know, who they are. They'd go deep with inside and right. show that to you. So, so that's, that's what, that's what got me um, really into photography and really pushed me to capture that. And when my grandfather passed a few years, a few years ago, my whole family were asking for that photo because they said that was him, that I captured him, who he is, wow. um, his essence. And it feels like he's with us when we look at that photo. So, so 
that that's really what what drove drove me on. Um, yeah. And then with the YouTube, it's something different again. Yeah. Okay. So you make a lot of motivational videos on YouTube. I watch some of them. And so uh, basically, from like you have you talked about your grandparents a lot. I think it was your first episode. You kind of talked about your grandparents a bit. If I'm yep. correct. Yep. Okay. So. Since you give a lot of advice, what's one piece of life advice you'd want to give everyone if you could think about it? For sure. I would say, you know, be kind to yourself as you're going along your journey and also realize that you have the power in every single heartbeat of your life. So I've had a lot of um, like heart health uh, compromises and I've had to heal my own heart naturally and I've had to... um, you know, help myself along and I've had surgeries and procedures and, you know, I would just say, you know, embrace every single heartbeat of your life and in every single heartbeat you have a have the decision to decide your destiny. You have you have the power. It's within you. And as soon as you start blaming things or becoming a victim in your life, that's when you start distributing power out to other things and you become powerless and everything starts crumbling. So you really have to bring power back to you, extreme ownership. You know, like, So uh, what, what did I not do? How did I end up in this situation? How did I put myself in this situation with these people? You know, so, so really realizing in each and every heartbeat, you have the decision. That's actually a really good piece of advice. I like that. I'm going to hold on to that one. Thank you. Awesome. No worries. Yes. <laughs> so now we've reached the end. I know it was kind of short but it was really good you taught me a lot actually that i didn't know especially about south africa and australia so thank you for that so i wanted we're here yes so i wanted to ask you if you had anything you wanted to plug where can everyone find you yeah for sure so i'm currently writing uh editing i'm at the editing stage of the book so possibly when this comes out that the the book will will be out as well so so the book is um titled Decide Your Destiny. That's um, what my grandfather told me um, when I was younger, when I was about 18. He just turned to me. The sun was hitting the side of his face and he just had this boyish charm, this boyish smile on his face and he just told me, decide your destiny. And, you know, I said, what? He said, decide your destiny. I said, what are you saying, Clive? What are you talking about? I was 18-year-old at the time and he said, Carl, make sure in your life that you decide your destiny. So, you know, in that book, I talk about my heart, um, healing my heart naturally, um, you know, the many kind of challenges I went through and the lessons that I learned those um those challenges so that, that's a part of the youtube as well where i talk yeah. i do decide your destiny daily doses um so yeah you can find me on uh carl spreedies at on instagram um the, the book's going to be on the website carl spreedies and youtube and then if you are interested in photography it's soul gazing photography okay perfect thank you i'm gonna link everything in the show notes thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really 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 appreciate it no worries. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we could do this. And, you know, from Canada to, to, to Western Australia, that's awesome. And thank you for being up very early in the morning. I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I have to get up early. I find, uh, yeah, we're about 12 hours, 12 hours apart. <laughs> exactly 12 hours. Is it 6.33 a.m. right now? Correct. 6.33, okay. yeah. Precisely 12 hours apart. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's all good. It's been fun. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Bye, everyone.